0: friends
1: it's Sunday the 11th of November I'm Sarah Taps. I'm sitting with Kirsten Elise my favorite transformational teacher local Kundalini instructor and just all-around magical human we're here every other Sunday At 12.30, shining light on things that we feel might elevate and uplift your life. Hey, Kirsten. Hi, Sarah. Happy to see you. Happy to
2: see you, too. I just love shining. Yeah,
1: I love shining light with you.
2: Yeah, I love this, our little Sunday ritual. Mm -hmm.
1: And hopefully everybody who's tuned to KDRT 95.7 FM Davis
2: does, too. Thanks for listening, you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us. Yeah.
1: Um, Just to kind of wrap up what we started last weekend, the fall fundraiser, I just wanted to let our friends out there know that the premiums are still available online. And our address, like the direct shot, the portal to that is kdrt.org slash donate. There's cool stuff, including some gems offered by Kirsten. Mm-hmm. So thanks for supporting the fundraiser. Yeah, my pleasure. Awesome. So if you guys haven't, get your click on.
2: I'm excited to see who gets who. Um, who chooses my pr- premiums? Right, and, because yeah,
1: there's a kundalini class or two available. Mm-hmm.
2: A couple of few kundalini classes. And but
1: the treasure. Talk about the treasure really quick. The treasure. Yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, I know how valuable it is.
2: Yeah, the treasure is a. Um, a one hour session with me um, as a way to well, with the intention of me supporting you and really getting clear on on your bigger dreams, expanding um, expanding the space for your life we're gonna do some some fun visioning um, and get some ideas about about what what your bigger options are for your life and i'd love to um do that with who, anyone who feels called to do that with me that's something that i really love to do for people and um also just helping you identify whatever obstacles once we get into the vision what obstacles are in the way um what are some steps you can do to start moving forward and expanding into your fullest potential i love how you
1: helped me uncover things that i didn't even knew that I had no idea actually were deep desires, like core passion projects Mm. that I would have never discovered or uncovered had we not done some deep visioning. So you guys, I highly encourage you to pick yourself in in doing that. You're also helping KDRT. So,
2: Win-win. Win-win.
1: Right, which is my segue into today's topic, the win-win. A really um, important person that I've been studying recently a lot is Yogi Bhajan, and that's something that he says. Um, that's something that you shared with me a long time ago, maybe even in the first kundalini class I ever took with you. Mm-hmm. So today, friends, we're going to explore, what's the deal with kundalini? Yeah, How's that feel?
2: I'm into it.
1: So am I. I mean... I'm totally into it. Yeah. We've been wanting to do this
2: show for a little while now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What's the deal with kundalini yoga?
1: I don't know, but I can tell you that it's changed my life in about a hundred to a thousand different ways. I've learned to breathe like hundreds of different ways. I've met many, many, many new friends who are also on the path of expansion. And um, yeah, some of my favorite seekers practice kundalini yoga.
2: Mm hmm. Hmm, positive correlation, kind of wild there. Yeah, <laughs> and we've got a really lovely communi- Kundalini yoga community in Davis. Agree. Um, and well, and I know that I mean Kundalini yoga has changed my life in a, some really um, significant ways. And part, even though, so part part of me knows that we find things in divine timing and whatever comes to us when it comes to us, it's all. You know, it's all divine, but there's a little part of me that wishes I had known earlier about kundalini yoga. Um, And so part of why I want to talk about it today is just if there's people out there that just don't know um, what it is or or that um, that it's available and that it's here and that, um, you know, there's there's things to be big things to be received by it. Gigantic things. I just want people to know. (sighs) Me too, and I high. I mean, oftentimes people are like, because people ask me what I do, and one of the things is is being a Kundalini yoga teacher, and you know, and they say, well, what's Kundalini yoga? And I get into that, and then my recommendation is all is pretty much that everyone comes to one class. Just go to a class. You can't really to just see if it's your thing, and I think you'll probably know right away. And it's <laughs> it's not necessarily for everybody, but like if it's your thing. It when you come into one class, it's gonna click and you're gonna be like, Oh, this is my thing. Whoa. Like Yeah.
1: It gets I, you. Well, like our friend Leah is a perfect example of that, who, um, or my friend Leah, our friend Leah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I was talking with her really casually in passing. Um, she's a new friend to me, so I don't know her super deeply yet, but um, I'm working on that. She's pretty magical. And um, she had asked me, you know, what, what's something you do that makes you really happy? And I just had mentioned kundalini yoga. And I invited her to a class. And at the end of that class, she said, oh, like could barely talk and was like, this is what I've been looking for. Thank you so much. And she came back the next week. And now she's there every week. And she's super on board. And I saw her just yesterday. And she was asking me, knowing that um, I'm studying, I'm a kundalini student studying deeply how to be a teacher right now and um she asked me and it was wild because i was like oh wait student i'm a student not a teacher but i'm studying to become one so i gave her a couple of kriyas and she's like got a note from her today and she was like thank you thank you so much Mm -hmm. that new breath whoa you know and
2: yeah so sarah right now is currently enrolled in a a level one teacher training so she is Just started her journey into becoming a kundalini yoga teacher. It's weird. (laughs) Is it
1: weird? (laughs) It's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. To think that I'm going to be in a position to share this with other people, which just warms my heart so much, but also terrifies me. Mm -hmm. Um, But just the difference it's made in my life means so much more than any of the fears that I hold. So I know that I need to do this. I need to deeply understand this technology so I can share it with other people because I also had that aha moment in the first class that I went to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's my thing.
2: Yeah. And it's for me it's really been a gift. It's been such a, a nourishing gift for to, to to share it with others. Cause I, I can it's been an extremely rewarding um thing for me to share with people and to feel, um, the community that's being cultivated. Um, you know, we have a lot of people that come to, um, my Friday class who are very, just really very dedicated. They've made it a ritual as part of their, their week. It's the way that they unwind. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just really fun to be, to be on this journey with all the people who, choose to to show up to that
1: it is really special to be a part of that community um that is one of the highlights of my week obviously because you know everybody walks in with a big smile but we walk in with an even bigger smile and we're all shiny you walk out with we a walk bigger, out yeah we, like uh-huh. you, you walk in with a big smile knowing what you're going to receive and that sorry I'm just like it get this <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, it's like that, you guys. That's what it makes you feel like, by the way, because Mm -hmm. it's very hard to describe. But yeah, you walk in knowing that you're going to receive something bigger than you can even imagine. And you're just so happy to be there because, you know, gifts on the way, you know, via feelings or um, like maybe a physical breakthrough, an emotional breakthrough, both sometimes.
2: Yeah, a lot can shift and change um, and Within the course of an hour hour an hour and a half time doing mm-hmm. yoga um, and what I love about Kundalini yoga is things can change so quickly and which is kind of all the modalities and all the things that um I've really adopted into my practice as a healer and and the things that I want to share with people are often the things that um change things very quickly because as I feel like you know time is it things are the pace the pace of life is accelerating yep. and more and more we need things that are quick and efficient. Yeah, and the it, efficacy of this technology is just
1: like bonkers. You guys that
2: can make yeah that we want to you know like I I love how um, you know just doing even just three minutes of mm-hmm. breath of fire. I was just gonna that's I just had that vision
1: of like <laughs> yeah I was like. Ah. It's a fire. It's the way and to how, start the And day. how
2: differently you can feel over after just three minutes, and how you can um, completely switch up your your mindset, switch up the way you feel mm-hmm. in such a very short amount of time. Really appreciate that about this. Same here.
1: So they call Kundalini the the, um, the yoga of awareness. Why do you think that is? I mean, just you know. Uh, it's just one – so that's what blows me away, you know, like I'm reading, I'm studying, that it's just one simple sentence for this whole giant package of of what to me feels really magical.
2: Yeah, there's – well, there's definitely – it is called the yoga of awareness. It's called a lot of things. And there's um, – you know, there's – it's kind of hard to just pinpoint what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, And actually, I feel really called to share what Yogi Bhajan says. Ooh. um, Because he kind of elaborates on this. And I was just reading this earlier today. Oh, yeah, you guys, by the
1: way, if you aren't down with Yogi Bhajan just quite yet, he's the one who brought this to the Americas in the early 70s? Or do we say late 60s?
2: 1969, I believe. That's right. Because the song
1: "The Age of Aquarian. the Age of Aquarius, yeah,
2: um, yeah. So maybe we should. There's just so many things uh, that we want to say right now. <laughs> that I feel like we're going <laughs> in all these different directions.
1: Okay, okay. But okay, I'm going to dial it back. I'm but gonna be if quiet, we dial it back, let's let's hear from Yogi Bhajan. Let's hear
2: from the man himself. Okay, we'll hear from Yogi. And okay, before I say what, so a little <laughs> bit, a little bit more about Yogi Bhajan. So Yogi Bhajan um, came to the West from India, and he specifically um came to with this calling to share kundalini yoga and share these ancient teachings um with us over here in the west because he he really believed that we needed this particular technology um specifically in order to help us transition into the aquarian age <coughs> And a while back we did a whole show about the Aquarian Age, but I'll just give you all a little recap because it's all very important when we look at um, Kundalini Yoga and what the deal is with it. Because,
1: right? Sorry, we did get <laughs> we get a little too. I got too excited. I just go too fast sometimes, you guys. When it's you know really close to my heart. Yeah, so this is a big one.
2: Um. So. So, we have these like lar- so we are transitioning. So, basically, we've been transitioning into the Aquarian age. We're officially in the Aquarian age right now, but there are some people that are still holding on to um, the consciousness of the Piscean age. So, I would say that even though we're officially in the Aquarian age right now, um, starting around roughly 2012 or so um, was kind of like the shift of the ages. Um, but it but they're very long, they're they're long, long cycles. So a transition could happen within like probably a fifty year period. And so that's kind of what we've been going on into um ever since probably like the sixties, seventies, mm-hmm. um, when Yogi Bhajan showed up to start to help people with this transition. So it's it's a shifting consciousness from the Piscean age um to the Aquarian age. And now we're in the aquarian age, um but yeah it's it's still a transition, and so all of everything in Kundalini yoga is very much designed to help us during this time. and so Yogi Bhajan was called to come and share these things with us. and so um you know, it's only been around it's been only been practiced in the West since like the the late sixties. Um, a lot of, you know, he came to, he spent most of his time in, um, LA. There's a lot of Kundalini Mm -hmm. yoga up down in LA. Um, he was also living in Espanola, New Mexico. And really now people practice Kundalini yoga all over the world. And more and more it's, it's something that's being practiced all over the world and it's um it's kind of based in Sikh culture but it's kind of you know it also has its own things its own its own stuff but um but I feel called to share well and can I even share my first kundalini class experience oh I love this yes I just want to share that cuz well so I I mean, I'd been studying yoga for a long time. I started studying yoga when I was 16 and um, studied all the different kinds of yoga. And then I, at some point, my friend, um, it was my friend Rainbow, actually, was living in the owl house. I don't know if any people out there know what the owl house (laughs) is, but it was a house over on 8th Street where some friends of mine lived. And there was an owl, you know, we have a lot of owls here and there was an owl that lived there. So they called it the owl house and... She would, every once a week, she would clear out all the chairs in her living room and have um, a kundalini yoga teacher from Sacramento come to her living room and teach kundalini yoga. That's so awesome. It was really, yeah. That's really cool. (laughs) Yeah, she was so into it. And, you know, Rainbow and I were close friends, and I was like, wow. And her and I, like, get where we tend to be into things, the same things. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, you got to come try it. And I came to one class— And um, I mean, it was kind of it was weird. It was different. Oh, it's totally weird. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there was like this there was like this man with like this long beard and this like white turban dressed all in white, Mm -hmm. um, you know, at the front of the room. And, you know, we were he would play this like he was playing like mantras. There's a lot of mantra music back from the 60s and 70s that also was just like, it was so weird. It was like, oh, this is 60s, 70s, but it was like a piece of the 60s and 70s I had never heard before. Um, these uh, Gurmukhi mantras, mm-hmm. and they're they're chanted in this language called Gurmukhi, which is um, another, it's not quite Sanskrit. It's, a, it's a another form of Sanskrit. Um, and so the music was weird, we were doing all these exercises and during one of the exercises I got so high that I just like spontaneously burst out into laughter um in the class. I mean I tried to hold it I tried to hold it together. Um but, but it was like your Kundalini, Kundalini
1: rising and just tickling all of your chakras, I guess. I, don't, I sent,
2: yeah, that's I mean a, that's a that's a good description, yes. Um, you know, like suddenly Again, like it was one of those like quick everything shifted suddenly and oh my gosh, like suddenly I just like a puzzle piece, like a really important puzzle piece came into play and like Mm -hmm. settled in and was like click. Yeah. So that was profound for me. And so that was my first class experience where it was like as soon as I came to that first class, I was like, Oh this, what's Mm -hmm. this? Like, I wanna do this. And I was actually teaching Vinyasa flow yoga at the time. And I which I also I love all the I I really love all the yogas. They're all pretty badass and they're all right, pretty great. you know. But nothing's quite like Kundalini There's yoga. Nothing. And yeah, again, if it's your thing, you'll know it right away. And um it's been a really beautiful and profound path for me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm glad I found the path. I'm glad that I'm walking my path of kundalini right now. Um, you know, although I, I had a different first-class experience, still pretty profound. Um, I didn't know what to expect. It had been probably five years since I had practice at, in, in group. So I brought along a, a few of those fears. Um, I also was like, wait, White? white clothes
2: Sarah doesn't wear Sarah didn't used to wear white at all at all
1: and you guys know that I love a good costume so um so I was like oh wow okay so that was kind of a different shift but immediately I knew that I was glad that I had um jumped that hurdle and and came to class in white because it's important and we'll tell you why later um and so, you know, all of a sudden we're tuning in, we're meditating at the beginning, it's kind of quiet and peaceful, and I'm, you know, ready. And then all of a sudden there's this huge sound current, everybody's chanting, and I'm like so overwhelmed and delighted at the same time. And, you know, and I don't know really what to do, so I'm just soaking it up. And we have a really powerful class, tons of wild exercises. I mean, I didn't know that I was signing up for seven and a half minutes of my hands over my head clapping or, you know, or whatever. But, you know, it all made sense. And then by the end, you know, there's some um, things you can always count on in class. At the beginning of the practice, there's a a little bit of a ritual. We do some chanting. And at the end, we do some singing. But you never know what's going to happen in the middle. And that's why I love Kundalini so much because it's never the same class twice. And that's a problem that I had with some of the other yogas. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I just I stopped practicing. It wasn't really um, an, an important thing. But at the end of my first class, when we're all singing together, I remember just having the biggest alligator tears running down my face, and not knowing how, like, what I had stirred up quite then, because it is really effective and things change so fast. But I just remember just having such. A beautiful release in public with everybody Mm. there in my crazy white outfit and just you know driving home going wow I can't wait for that to happen again next week Mm. (laughs) you know and you watched me cry through the longtime sunshine song for months and now it's like my favorite tune
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Um,
1: but it's just it is it's really lovely really supportive really helpful
2: and it t- it has a tendency to touch those deeper places within mm-hmm. us and um yeah crying during a kundalini class is pretty normal oh yeah it doesn't happen every time but um but that you know the it, it really does get into those those deeper parts of us and there's there's profound healing that can mm-hmm. happen during that time
1: and just to do that in group is really just it's a mind blower I don't really know how like it's just so dynamic Mm -hmm. you know everybody bringing different things to the table coming from different places sharing you know that space that moment in time and walking away with the same wonderful feeling for whatever reason it is Mm. yeah you know and having every one of those reasons be welcome in the container. And mm. that's the cool part. Mm. Or yep. another one of the cool parts.
2: Yeah. So um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna share I wanna share with everyone what Yogi Bhajan says Kundalini yoga is. Cause there's a lot of ways to describe it and you've probably gathered a lot from it just from what Sarah and I have shared right now. But let's hear from Yogi Bhajan yeah. he says. He says, kundalini yoga is the uncoiling of the being. It is the potential of creativity of the infinite in the finite. It is the widening of the behavior and it is ultimate happiness in life. It is superhumanly human. Mm. It is intelligence. It is grace. It is utmost compassionate being. It is classic truth which radiates in every facet of life. It is a scientific technology which can be learned and taught. It is taught. It is not a momentary diversion to look unusual or feel unusual. It is the central nervous system we are talking about which extends the grasp of the brain to imagine infinity in its totality. And then it is a gradual process to work for that experience. It is a scientific technology for happiness.
1: Yagi Vajan guys. He's a man who always had the right thing to say
2: yeah he was definitely a channel of truth. Oh, I like that, and definitely was very masterful with his with his words um, as a way of really saying what people needed to hear in the moment in order for things to change.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, with all like complex spiritual concepts, we can talk about them, and we can try to understand them with our minds but it, it doesn't always, a lot of times the, you know, somebody might be speaking the words, but it, it's, it's a special moment when somehow the words click in and get into that deeper place within us. And I think he was really masterful at that. And, and he also spoke about how, I mean, and the thing with Kundalini yoga is it's, Um, there's, you know, there's words, there's ways we can describe it, um, that we can, that we can try to, try to help you understand what it is, but ultimately it's an experience. Mm -hmm. And for everybody, it's a different experience. And so the only way to truly know it is to experience it. Give it a try. Let's play a mantra. I
1: would love to play a mantra. What do you feel like? What do you think? Let's play...
2: Let's play Mul Mantra. Um this is Mool Mantra by Simrit Kaur. She's um a fairly local um Kundalini yogi and um amazing uh. amazing songwriter. She lives up uh, up in Nevada City and this is Mool Mantra which is considered the mother of all mantras. So it's in Gurmukhi and it it in, it in, in incorporates um different pieces from a lot of the mantras that we use in the practice enjoy
1: yeah. oh, thanks for being tuned to KDRT 95.7 FM
0: Davis
1: All right, you guys. We're back to the Shining Light program, where I, Sarah Taps, and what?
2: Oh, oh yeah. Do you want to read the PSA? I yeah, I say. should. Sarah Taps, and this is and Kirsten Elise.
1: Shining Light on today, we're shining light on um, the practice of Kundalini Yoga and trying to unpack what the deal with that with what the deal is. I mm-hmm. mean, because you know, if you think about it, it's and you've never done it before. And you're watching somebody walk into a yoga studio about to do Kundalini practice. You're seeing, like, a bunch of weirdos in white holding, standard, you know, sheepskins. Their hair is wrapped. Nobody's really talking. Everybody's pretty focused, starting to drop into wherever they're going to go. Um, you know, and it just it doesn't look like your average yoga class.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It doesn't feel like it either. But, you know, just it looks different just from the outside, from, you know— Somebody just watching. Don't let
2: yourself be intimidated by how weird it looks. That's one one little tidbit of advice Yeah, that is a
1: pro tip right there. (laughs) And, well, like I shared, you know, someone who wears the black uniform um, seven days out of the week.
2: That's Sarah. That's me. Yeah, that's only me. That's only me. Seven days a week. Seven days. I do
1: have something black (laughs) on every single day. Um, Although I am letting color in.
2: And she looks really beautiful in white.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Um, Right, but like I enjoy it. I love, I love wearing the white to practice. It's wild, and that definitely shifted in the first month of practice. Just kind of surrendering to the practice was one of the first things I had to do. Mm -hmm. So,
2: and maybe, and maybe we should just mention the white. What the deal is with the white? Yeah,
1: let's do what the deal with is the white. But I also. Want to bring more friends into the fold, so I also want to talk about where we can yeah. figure out the practices. But yeah, let's talk about the white really quick, because that really was um, difficult for me <laughs> at first.
2: Yeah, and a lot of people ask me, they're like, "Why? Why do y'all wear white?" And there's mm-hmm. no one's no one's required to wear white. Um, well, actually, teachers are required to wear white mm-hmm. if you're if they're kri certified kundalini research institute certified teachers Ahem. um there is <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'm so excited <laughs> um
2: there is a white that they you know that is the standard and and actually one of the cool things about kundalini classes is that um you know if it if it's a true kundalini class as taught by yogi bhajan pretty much anywhere you go Anywhere around the world, there there's going to be a you can kind of you kind of know what to expect. Every class mm-hmm. is definitely different. Every teacher brings their own um, their own energy to the work, but ultimately every class has a similar has a pretty um, predictable structure to it. And there's there's certain standards that are that are really kept in place. And the white. So the thing about the white is. Um we kind of wear white. Well one, we wear white because it feels good.
1: Right. It's true. It does feel good.
2: And it turns out that white is a really it's a protective, it's a very protective color. It reflects and mm-hmm. it amplifies. so it amplifies the aura, which we're doing a lot of work with the aura um, in, a kun- in Kundalini yoga practice. And, you know, white, white is a very, it's a very protective color.
1: Some people even think it's all the
2: colors. Some people, yeah, you could say it was all the colors. Yeah. So, um, you know, it becomes, and for, and for me, what I tell people to do is to just, you know, you try, try wearing white and see what it does for you. See how, it, see, how does your practice feel different? And same with the turban. oh
1: totally levels that whole it levels the experience up for sure Uh -huh the turban
2: yeah wearing a turban so the turban it, it does a few things it's a cranial it's a cranial adjustment um, and it also contains the energy so mm-hmm. we do a lot of um, we do a lot of work in the class in the practice of systematically moving energy from the base of the spine up to the crown and part of what the turban does is it really it contains it all in a really beautiful way that feels good and and actually when we were playing that song Sarah and I were talking about turbans and um tell me tell us tell, say well, what say what you told me <laughs> about not wanting to take off your I turban I
1: never want like after like it's not like I wake up and just tie a turban on just because it feels good but I do tie one on when I practice at home and I find that after I'm done practicing, I really don't really I, – I don't want to remove it. Mm-hmm. There's something so supportive about
2: holding your head together,
1: <laughs> yeah. which sounds kind of crazy. I mean – No, you, know, you said
2: it really well. There's but, something so supportive about holding your head together. Right? I yeah. mean, because I it, – <laughs> It feels really good. It
1: feels really good. And, you know, if you have um, – I I tie – Two around my head, actually. I tie two pieces of cotton fabric around my head. One over just around, not covering, like, the top of my head, but just, you know, around my hairline um, to add extra pressure on my temples because that feels wonderful to me. And it holds, like, you know, the plates of your head in place. Like, you know, if you imagine, I guess, um, the crown, you guys, if you haven't practiced, it's like the soft spot. Right where you were, baby, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and so
1: just holding that together, even though it doesn't really feel like it's wobbly, but I think it probably moves a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. throughout our day, our head, our skull.
2: Yeah, um, and there's also the piece around um, you. Really, you bring all your hair together and you coil it. You kind of coil it oh, up at the yeah. top. So the hair is also kind of this energetic extension of us, mm-hmm. and um, I find that it feels really good to contain the hair mm-hmm. in the practice as well. Truth. Yeah. Because the hair is like an extension of the crown, and and to really coil it all up and and put it right there. A little knot. Right on the top. A little knot on the top, yes. Yes.
1: And so, yeah, so I wrap my hair with one, and then I cover my whole head with a big, like, three foot piece of white cotton that I wrap around in a pretty semi stylish, careless way. (laughs) It's different every time, but Mm -hmm. um, the tightness is what really really makes a difference for me Mm -hmm. having it tight and just like I said um you know supporting my head so it doesn't go in too many different directions I think it also supportive to help it's supportive in um containing the wandering mind for me at least that's it it's helpful that way Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody else feels Mm. feels like that but
2: yeah, for me, I've come to just really like having the hair contained and, and oh, having... It's about the hair. See, so, yeah, I like the The hair and piece. the head contained. Yeah. Like, at this point, practicing yoga without that feels really off to me.
1: Right. Well, and I realized that I wasn't... Um, I'm coming up on completing my first 40-day challenge with my uh, cohort, who's also going through the teacher training right now, and... I realized that in the beginning of that, I wasn't always wrapping my head and it really threw me off.
0: Mm.
2: So, yeah. So it doesn't and does so, matter where you're practicing, the white really makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. And there and there's no and you don't have there's there's no like dogma around it. Like no one ha- you don't have to wear it. Um, but but really all of these different and there's a lot of different little lifestyle practices that are involved in um in the in the tradition that are none of them are required they're all just like it's all kind of just an invitation like try this and see how it feels Mm -hmm. and if you like it take it and and that's with everything that's taught in the practice um try all of it see the you know take the parts that you love um find what works for you um find you know some people find one meditation that they absolutely love that it's the it's their meditation and they do it for years every single day Mm -hmm. and that's the only thing they do and they might not do anything else in the practice so um Mm. you know there's like you kind of really find find what works for you and 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 make it very personal you know make it your own cool um
1: so we also touched earlier upon how there's there's several opportunities here in town to practice, right? Mm-hmm. Who do you know that's teaching Kundalini as taught by Yogi Bhajan? Yeah, locally? so
2: people in Davis have some options, um, which is great. Um, there's a class on Tuesday nights mm-hmm. over in West Davis. Um, taught by Jeevan Shakti Kar, Great class. She's and working on the chakras
1: right now, you guys. FYI. Uh-huh. It's crown chakra on Tuesday. Hot crown chakra opportunity. Yeah, so there's a Tuesday night <laughs> yeah.
2: class. Um, there's even, there's a Wednesday morning class uh, with Haranand. It's in Spanish. It's in Spanish, and it's amazing. It's so
1: spicy. Um, and just a really wonderful, supportive way. And um, that's is that Davis Community
2: Church? That's at the Davis Community Church uh, at, fire, ni- yeah. at 9 a.m. in the Fireside Room.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. this last week there was actually a fire going on while we practiced. So yummy. <laughs> um, and then there's the Starship Voyage to wrap the week up.
2: And then there's the Starship Voyage. Yeah, to wrap, to wrap the week up. Fridays, 4.30 to 6 over at the Davis Holistic Center. That's my class. woo That I love. I love. Um, and we don't have class this week, but we do have class. I'm going to do a special full moon class on Black Friday.
1: You mean White Friday? White Friday. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean Radiant Friday? I
2: mean, Radiant White Shining Friday. Yes. Um, so I'm going to do a a class then, um, which would be an awesome that would be an awesome class for any first-timers out there, any any levels, really. Yeah, you're going to go a little Anyone easy that, that, night, get, that day. I might give a little easy, yeah, I might. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that would be a great introduction, and then...
1: Do some chanting, do some exercising, maybe do a little singing.
2: Yeah, mm. a, little bit, a little bit of everything. Beautiful. And, um, yeah, and it's a full moon, so we'll do a sp- special full moon <sighs> mantra. mm uh, meditation
1: that's the cool thing that I love about this kundalini thing there's extra enhancements for the full moon for the new moon there's seasonal it's, meditations mm-hmm. that just sort of up the ante when you know if you wanted to really look at the alignments and like you know you can look to the sky for some of the things as as indicators of things that, you sh- that might be helpful and then you can pull, align that with some of the chants that are available, and really just accelerate the expansion and
2: mm-hmm.
1: some of the specialer, um, the extra special practices.
2: Yeah, yeah, and so much of this practice is designed to really strengthen, um, create. You know, I think I was speaking in class the other day of just, you know, especially in these times where it's a little apocalyptic, um, hard things are happening, I think there's fires, there's flooding, there's um a lot the planet is going through a lot right now. And one of the reasons I think this practice is particularly helpful during this day and age is that it it's just so um it's just an amazing way to um really strengthen, become more resilient, um, to, to, to be, um, you know, bring in more compassion, more grace, more strength, more, um, you know, just, just creating everything that people need. It kind of, it's a tool and a resource to really support people in all levels, um, to face all kinds of challenges.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I was just, um, Looking at some of the notes that I took during teacher training last weekend, and it is about becoming flexible spiritually, physically, and emotionally mm-hmm. because it's just hard right now. There are so many challenges, you know, daily, not just one big thing, multiple big things every day. It feels like now, and yeah. so Just a way to, if there is ever a way, if there ever was a way to. Support yourself without anything needing anything else. It's Kundalini. You can just be at home with yourself. Choose a meditation. Change how you're feeling, really quickly, and then keep going. Mm-hmm. Face all those challenges.
2: Yeah, and it's also really lovely to do that with other people. And um, and so I am. So we have the 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 class on White Friday um, on White Friday up. Just check it out and see. And then, if you're into it, um, I'm going to be starting a new five week series at the end of the month um, called Light of the Soul, and it's a a five week series for cultivating inner light and radiance. Mm. And this, um, so this is a special series that I'm putting together to specifically support people in cultivating inner light, warmth. And radiance as we move into this darker time of year, um, right? It can and just be, you know, moving through like the dark, the darkness, the holiday season, all the things that bring come up in the holiday season. That's
1: what I was thinking. Like, what a gift to give to our community during highly emotional times.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. So you know, the family
1: gatherings are wonderful, but they really do require. Some extra, for me at least, some extra mental strength. Uh huh. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, so if anybody wanted to get online and grab one of the catered premiums, they could use it at that class. They could
2: use it at that. Cl- yep.
1: During mm-hmm. that series?
2: Yeah, they could use it for that series or even for the um, the White Friday class. The White Friday. On yeah. The That'd 20, be cool. T- November 23rd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. November um, oh, 23rd. Wow. This month's going so quickly already. <laughs> and. And if you're wanting to, um, yeah, if you're wanting to join us for that series, there's more information on my website, www.kirstenelise.com, where you can sign up for the new series. And we also have a website, a Kundalini Davis website, www.kundalinidavis.com. And that also has the Tuesday class, I don't think the Wednesday class is up there yet, but I'm going to see. I'm going to talk to someone and see if we can get that one up there too. But that's a great way to just check in on um, what's offered here in Davis.
1: Amazing. I mean, we're pretty lucky to have three local classes.
2: Yeah. And maybe we'll be adding even more. Maybe. Once some some people have finished their. (laughs) Perhaps
1: this summer there'll be an addition.
2: so let's we don't have much time left i know i feel like we should share um, one more but i can we do can we play the song yeah i want to yeah yes okay um so this is another beautiful mantra song by Kar. she actually came to davis uh, about a year and a half ago and did some mantras with us Mm. um in a little workshop but this is a beautiful um prosperity mantra um called Be- bountiful beautiful blissful and i i even recommend that you if you're listening right now to feel free to sing along with this beautiful mantra oh yeah no, and this is- and really really let it in really sing it like you like you believe this about yourself because it's true you are bountiful you are blissful you are beautiful
1: back on car right here on KDRT 957 FM Davis kdrt.org
3: i am bound to form bliss for
1: was pretty cool to talk about kundalini today kirsten
2: yeah so i yeah i I love there's so much more we could talk about it we might have a part two and three because there's just endless things to share there
1: really are i want to talk i want to share some more mantras i don't know we might have to have part two in the near future yeah i agree in the meantime you guys thank you everyone for listening to our show